Prince Gareth from Tuli, Zimbabwe. Tuli Prince Gareth Zimbabwe. And Brother Jason asked me to speak. I said, we have this young man going to minister for us this evening. He oh. said, he should also come and minister for us. Uganda Jason, ya msavio kubuli rejebali na mugamba romo kagendo wereza. I just invite you right away. Ngenda kwani liza sawa na njini. Our clock is ticking. Sawa, ude butambula. God bless you. Kama kuomksa. Amen. Amina. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord? How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord? Your amens are important to me because the way that you respond to the preaching of the word is what sets the tone of the service. If you drag me down, I'll just remain down. But if we are about to fly, make sure that your seatbelts are fastened because the destinations is in heavenly places. Not the first dimension, not the second dimension, but we are headed straight for the seventh dimension, right to the throne of God. Hallelujah. So if I say amen, so the saints of evening light, it's such a blessing to be standing before you. I always and usually say that it's not hard to preach to a message believer because the message believer knows exactly what you're talking about. So if you make a simple mistake, don't worry, they'll be in your inbox in the evening. And they're telling you, brother, you misquoted the scripture there. Brother, you misquoted the prophet when he was saying. Hallelujah. But we believe that the Lord will give us grace. And the Lord will anoint our lips. Without further wasting your time, let us open in the book of Exodus chapter, chapter 12, verse 7. Exodus, the book of Exodus chapter 12, verse 7. Chapter 12, verse 7. How many know that we are in an exodus? We are right in the third exodus. Coming out of denominationalism. Getting into the word of the hour. Coming out of the Laodicean church age. Getting into the bright age. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 12 verse 7. And they shall take the, of the blood. And strike it on the same, uh, they shall take off the blood and strike it on the two sides of the post and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it. After that, we go to the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus, chapter 7, verse 24. Verse 27, 27. Whatsoever soul it be that eateth any manner of blood, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. Sote murianga kumusayo gwengeri yona, buguba o gwenyoni ne wankuba do gwensoro munyumbaza mwezo na. Bulimuntuye na anarianga kumsayu gwona, 
Hallelujah. Then we go to the book of Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22. It says here, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission of sins. Again in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24 It says here and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Hallelujah, let us close our eyes and just commit the word of the Lord. Precious, gracious Heavenly Father, we come before thy presence. We thank you for the anointing and the opportunity. I am just but an unprofitable servant. I know not the right words to say or to speak to your people, but you have the food already stored in your storehouses. May you just help your humble servant and hide him behind the cross that you may never be seen, but that you speak to your children. And may this word, Heavenly Father, bring about the breaking of all the chains and Ask to return back to the fellowship. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Now we have read here a portion of scripture in the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 7. When God spake unto the prophet Moses and told the prophet that you shall kill an, uh, a lamb without spot or blemish. A lamp without wrinkle. Now our prophet, when it comes to the sin, he explains to us that the Old Testament is just but a shadow. It's a shadow of the things that were to be. It was all pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why when you read the Bible and you do not see the Lord Jesus Christ, go back and read it again. Now we all know that Christ was the Lamb of God. The one who was without spot or wrinkle. The one without blemish. He was the one that was being represented by this lamb that was being spoken here. As you better read in the scripture in verse, in verse 7 here, you hear the Lord was telling Moses that when you shall kill that lamb, before you eat it, thou shalt take of the blood and you, uh, you, you sprinkle it on the post of the door and on the lantern. You see now, this is just but a representation of the cross. Because you have something like this Which is 
of the blood. Now when you read further in the book of Leviticus, the Lord is giving an, an, a directive to the people that you are not supposed to consume of any blood, of any animal. Now my question is, why are we not supposed to consume of the blood? The prophet tells us that in the blood, that is where the gene of life is. For the blood of every animal is the life of every animal. The blood that is in you is the life that is in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now even science, science tells you that in your blood is where the DNA is found. What is the DNA? The DNA is the blueprint or it is the recipe of the composition of your body. In that DNA is a peculiar fingerprint that is different from each and every person. God does not duplicate a DNA. Your blood is different somehow from the person sitting next to you. Because right there is the blueprint of who you are. They have also discovered that what causes these diseases to be hereditary is because there is something that is in the blood. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that Levi paid tithe while he was still in the loins of Abraham. How did that get transferred to him? It was an issue of the blood. That's why generational spirits from where you come from are able to trace you not because you are in Uganda because even if you would travel to the United States of America, America those spirits would still find you. you why because they follow a certain pattern they follow a certain fingerprint that is found in the blood hallelujah so the matter of the blood is very important the Bible and the prophet tells us that the devil hates the book of Genesis why does he hate the book of Genesis it is the book of genes where are the genes found the genes are found in the blood that is where all things started and originated from in the book of Genesis that is why whenever I get an opportunity to preach I try to bring my message all the way back to Genesis because that's the beginning of all things hallelujah now in Genesis you realize and you find out that when, when Eve was beguiled by the serpent and Eve fell into sin and Abraham not being deceived chose to partake of the same sin. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. When he fell into sin, God did not come down. God was not bothered because he had fallen into sin. But God was bothered when Adam fell into sin. Why? Because the gene, the prophet explains to us, hallelujah, in the message, God perfecting his church, that the gene of life is found in the male sex. It is found in the male so the losing of Abraham, Adam, when he lost his position, he brought all the blood of humanity and it was stained. That's why the very moment that Adam partook of the sin, God had to come down. God right there to make a way because he knew that if he would not make a way, all Adam's race was going to be lost because the DNA was in the blood. The same way Levi paid tithe while he in the loins of Abraham is the same way you and I fell into sin when we were in 
the loins of Adam. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. Are you following me tonight? Hallelujah, do not miss this. Because it is important. Now that is why when we go down further in the book of Genesis, Abel, a prophet, Abel under the anointing, knew that this was not a matter of anything else, but because it took the blood to throw all men into being lost, it was going to take the blood to bring men back. That is why by that same revelation, Abel to offer a lamp of sacrifice pointing again back to the cross of Calvary. It was a revelation. It was not in beauty. So as Cain thought, Hallelujah, this message of the hour is dripping with blood. It is a matter of the blood. It's the blood that throws all men into being lost. It is the blood that will bring them back. Hallelujah, praise God. How many believe and are grateful for the blood? The blood that was shed upon the cross of Calvary. My brother, I want to tell you that is why we apply the blood. What is the blood? The blood is the token. The prophet goes on to explain as we shall find out in the quotations that in that blood God chose to veil himself what is called a blood cell. Because when the prophecy came that a virgin shall conceive, the prophet at one time thought that it was an egg that God created in evil. But then he came back and said, no, it was not an egg. But because it were an egg, it would have something to do with the woman. But God did not want anything to do with the woman. That is why he took a blood cell and failed himself the life of God in that blood cell and put that blood cell in the woman called, called Mary and that blood cell because it had a life in it it was going to bring forth life because the law of life is that life bring forth its own kind now the life that was right there was not the life of Mary it was not the life of a Jew was in the life of a Gentile. But it was the life of God himself. It was the Z-O-E Z-O-E-Z-O-E the Zoe, the very life of God. Hallelujah, praise God. Now the blood of Jesus Christ was not of a Jew, nor was it of a Gentile. Hallelujah, praise God. So what brought us back into fellowship was not the blood of a man. That is why we read in the book of Hebrews that there is a blood that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. Hallelujah. I did not know that the blood had a voice. Praise God, but the blood speaks. Because when God, when Cain slew Abel, God came to Cain and said, I hear the blood of your young brother. It is calling out to me. So there is something that is important. There is something that is mysterious that is hidden in the blood. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. That is why my precious brother, you cannot help 
have life without the blood. There are three things that are there present. Before life is, there is the, there is the water, which is why we are baptized by water. There is the blood. And after the blood, there comes out a life. So it is the blood of Jesus Christ that brings about new birth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why you see when Abraham after he took Isaac up the mountain and was about to kill him and God said no stop because it was never a matter of anybody else's blood but the blood of the lamb when God stopped Abraham and pointed him to a ram that was caught in the thickets oh praise God hallelujah and he took that lamb and he offered it for a sacrifice right after doing that God came down to Abraham and said Abraham I've seen that you love me and you have not withheld thy son from me and because of this blood I am now giving you an unconditional covenant hallelujah praise God that is why without the spilling of blood there is no remission of sin the blood is what activates the covenant hallelujah praise God now because you have the blood of Christ in you the covenant of God and man is forever present and is forever alive and it is hidden in you. Oh, hallelujah, praise hallelujah. God. What happened when man what happens when man is born again? There is a blood transfusion. Your blood is done away with and the blood of Christ is what gets in you. In other words, there is no spirit from your generational fathers that can trace after you because what is in you is not your blood but it is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah that is why cancer has no power because it is not your blood but it is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the blood of the Lamb shall never lose its power the blood of Jesus shall never shall never lose its power oh praise God I'm reminded of a story Hallelujah! After the children of Israel and Paul and other prisoners were shipwrecked and they were gathering wood to put in the fire and a very vicious snake that was known on that continent if it were in Africa it would have been a black mamba because they say the black mamba is the most dangerous snake but oh praise God for Malachi 4 because we have been given the power to bind and to unbind that mamba. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when Paul was beaten by the snake, they thought that he was going to die in five seconds. They waited. They thought he was going to have problems breathing. They waited. They thought that he was going to swell and die. But Paul did not die. And they looked at him and they said, this one must be a God. They were wrong. But they were not so far from the truth because Paul in Paul was the life the life of Christ Christ the literal life that was in him so in other words the blood that was in Paul was richer than the poison in the snake that is why when greater power comes lesser power must 
Oh, hallelujah. And there is power in the blood. Precious, wonderful power. Hallelujah in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is something special about the blood. Hallelujah. But in the book of in the Old Testament, remember the Old Testament was a shadow pointing to things that were to come. Now it was the blood of bulls and goats. But the blood of bulls and goats, excuse me, I'm just laying a foundation so that when we get to the reading of the quotation, you might know exactly where we are coming from. Hallelujah. Remember, we are coming from the earthly going to the heavenlies. And what is it that guarantees us a place in the heavens is the spilling of the blood. Remember, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Hallelujah, praise God. Now it was the blood of bulls and goats. Bulls and goats could not save you from sin. The blood of bulls and goats could not save you from habits. That is why they would come every year and offer a lamb of sacrifice for the same sins that they did last year. Why? Because in the blood of bulls and goats there was no power to change a life. Remember the life of an animal cannot replace the life of a human being. So it had to take the life of a human being to replace the life that was in a man. You cannot take the blood of an animal and put it in a dying man because the DNA does not match. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he took the blood of God. He came down and became a kinsman redeemer and was like you and me so that his blood could transferable so that his blood could get in your body and quicken your weak body. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're following, say amen. If you know the power of the blood, say amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The blood of bulls and goats could not change your life. But it could only cover. But praise God for the name of God that was slain before the foundations of the world. Hallelujah. He is dripping with blood. Oh, yes, he is dripping with blood. There is still place on the atonement seat because the blood is still wet. The blood is still fresh. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. It's not the chemistry of the blood. No, sir. Because blood is corruptible. Hallelujah. If you start bleeding now and your, and your shirt gets stained, in a few hours, that shirt will be smelling. Why? Because blood is corruptible. That's why the prophet explains and says that it was not the blood. Not just the literal blood or the chemistry of the blood. But it was the life. The life that was in the blood. And that life is what is hidden. Is what is veiled. Is veiled by the blood. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh glory to God. Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he wonderful? Oh, glory to God. Now we are going to read from the quotation to hear what the prophet said in the message the unfailing realities of the living God which was preached 60-0626 60-0626 
Amina. Uh, from paragraph 26. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was a matter of the blood. It was the blood. That is why we sing that song. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. Hallelujah. Praise Hallelujah. God. It says here, uh, paragraph 96, it says, now every born again Christian has a road set before you. You've got to follow that road. God marks it out. What marks the road? That's the question. Now the prophet is explaining now and is saying the blood it is marked by the blood. And the spirit always lives in the blood. Hallelujah. But through the blood comes life. Blood cell is the life cell. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. That is why we apply the blood and, say, and the Lord says when I see the blood I will pass over you what is it that he is looking at God is looking at his own spirit because the spirit's dwelling place the prophet says it always dwells it always dwells in the blood what is life the Holy Ghost is life that is why the Bible says he that hath believed on me and hath received of this blood shall pass from death unto life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Once you have had a blood transfusion, you now have life the spirit of God that is why you cannot have a born again experience outside of the blood because the blood that's where that's where in, in the blood, that's where the life is. In other words, when the Bible says, by one spirit we are baptized into one body. Hallelujah. It's actually saying by one blood. The blood of God himself. Because that's where the spirit is found. It is found in the blood. That is why Jesus Christ at the cross had to shed that blood. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. We will go again and read uh, the, uh, in the message, the witnesses preached uh, 1954. Witnesses preached 1954. Uh, 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 the 3rd of March. The 3rd of March. It says here, he wasn't no man's blood. Yes. He wasn't no man's blood. It means Christ. Christ, he wasn't no man's blood. Christ was not any man's blood. He was the creative blood of Jehovah. Who created the blood cell? He was neither Jew nor Gentile. By blood he was God. God's blood. God's blood. Saved us. We were not saved by the blood. Of an Israelite no say. Because the blood of an 
Israelite once is spilled it is corruptible once the blood of an Israelite it has got bitterness the blood of an Israelite has got double mindedness the blood of an Israelite hallelujah has got hate that is why you have got wars right now in Palestine it is because of the blood that they carry in the blood did you know that temper is found in your blood? That is why when you get temper, you have high blood pressure. Why do you think that when you are troubled, your, high, your blood pressure rises? It's because all those things, they are found there in imprint in the blood. That is why it was not the blood of an Israelite that was able to save us, but it was the blood of God himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was the creative power of God himself. Now when that blood comes in the life of a believer, oh praise God, he can stand and say, brother I give you rain. I give you rain and rain comes because he has the creative power that is why when you have cancer I will stand and say you evil spirit I assure you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ live and go and demons will live and demons will obey because in me it's not about the word it's not about the state of the body it is about the blood the composition of the blood that is flowing in me. Hallelujah, praise Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. In questions and answers, we are going to be reading a lot. Hallelujah, because I don't have any words that I can say. don't have a new revelation. Malachi 4 has given us all the revelation. Because when it shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. And the mysteries are finished. And we as the fivefold ministry, our job is just to echo back just to read from the books of the prophet like Daniel was reading from the books of the prophet Jeremiah like Micaiah could not come and prophesy anything outside of what Elijah prophesied hallelujah Praise God. Now when we go and read in the questions, of the questions and answers of the series The Law Having a Shadow that was preached in 1954 0516 1954-0516 from paragraph 150 this is a long one will you bear with me from paragraph 156 uh, is there anyone who cannot hear English here so that I can read fast and save time wonderful it says from paragraph 156 there he goes I hear his old cross dragging down the streets making a roaring bumpy noise as it goes down his poor little body is moving and they are walking along, whipping him with a whip. Go on, you holy roller. You got, we got our organizations. We got our churches. We don't need you to come around and pull us out, of, out and about our church. You making yourself the God of the Sabbath. Why don't you do something about it now, oh, you holy roller? And the very creator, listen to this, and the very creator moving along in the flesh, there is that blood cell moving up and just bathing down his back as he moves a little further. Paragraph 157. Now let's look. I notice over his back there, he's got a rope thrown across his shoulder and it's wove throughout without a seam. And now all over the little rope, 
now a little white uh, little robe now a little white robe there becomes a little red spot look at how it started it was a little red spot it's the blood coming through back where he was by his stripes we are healed oh could i deny that god keeping me mentally right i don't care if it costs me my blood what would my old dirty adulterated blood be at his, at the side of his Hallelujah, praise God. Amen. What would be my blood? My dirty blood. What would be at the side of his? That's why I don't care of my own blood. In other words, that's why I don't care of my own life. Because in my blood, that's where my life is. But the Bible says, he that preserves his life, the same shall lose it. But he that loses his life, the same shall gain it. That is why the prophet here is saying, I would I want to keep my blood. I don't care if they persecute me. That's the problem we have with Christians today. They are afraid of persecution. They are afraid of losing their lives. But your blood does not matter. What matters is the blood of the Lamb that started as a small spot. Hallelujah. That, there I see moving, on, moving as them. Watch as it goes on up. Them spots getting bigger and bigger and bigger as it moves on. I see him fall. I see a colored man come along and help him. This is our forefather. The prophet says, this black man is our forefather here. How many believe that? How many believe that? How many believe that? Praise God. Come here. I see a black man, a colored man come along, helping him bear with the cross. Put it upon his shoulder. He moves on. He can hardly move now. Look at him as he goes. As he moving on, all them little spots run into one big spot. Hallelujah. Amen. It was a spot of blood on the cross of Calvary. But the prophet tells us that on the cross of Calvary, that blood so remember, it failed life. But for the life that was in the blood cell to be released, the blood cell had to be broken. In other words, the blood cell had to be split. When the blood cell was broken, remember it started as one spot, but those spots were becoming more and more and becoming bigger and bigger. Transferred from one life of a believer into the other believer. One believer into the other. One believer into the other. One believer into the other. That's why there is no stopping the gospel. Because this blood cannot be stopped. If it was a small spot, if it was a small spot and it grew bigger, that's the same with this message. It began in a log cabin, but now it is around the face of the earth and there are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all aflame with the fire of the Lord fell on Pentecost. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. That's that blood spot. Ah, hallelujah. And after a while, I hear something now going. Brother Brenham slowly claps his hand. What is it? It's that old blood garment beating against his legs. What is animal blood? Finished. There is the second Adam. Remember, it took the first Adam and his blood to throw all human race into chaos. It also had to take another Adam and his blood to redeem him back and bring him back into fellowship. That is why the blood cell is the secret of the access back to fellowship. Fellowship with the Creator. Hallelujah, because when you have his blood, you become kin folks. When you have his blood, 
you do not just become a servant, but you become an heir, not an heir of what God has, but you become an heir of who God is. Hallelujah! You did not get that. When you become an heir of the things that the pastor has, it means you can have his car, it means you can have his house, but there are certain things that you cannot have. You cannot have the pastor's wife. Even if you are an heir, there are certain things that you cannot have. Meaning that if you are an heir to the things that he has, you are limited. But because of the blood, we have become heirs of who exactly God is. That is why in the message the anointed ones at the end time, the prophet says we are Messiahs. We are Messiahs. Are you truly saying the, 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 uh, the young one of a, of a cow is a cow? The young one of a snake is a snake. What about the young one of God? He is a God. Hallelujah. It's all because of the blood cells. It's all because of the blood transfusion. Oh, praise God. There's the God of heaven. That's not animal blood. That's God's blood beating against his left. Second act, I'm going to die for the human race. God made Adam himself and living here on the earth. I'm going to jump some things here. Paragraph 59. In the blood of bulls and goats could not take away sin. But in due season, Jesus Christ comes and makes the, the worshiper perfected by the baptism of the Holy Ghost who Jesus Christ died in his place at Calvary. You see now, the prophet is, is continuously comparing and explaining that the Holy Ghost is the blood. The Holy Ghost is the life in the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, in another message, the law having a shadow, this one was questions and answers. In the law having a shadow, let me look for it here. Hallelujah. And after we are done reading these things, then we'll really get into the message and we just finish off. But I have a very small message. Alright. Um, let me skip that. Let me go to uh, uh, says uh, hold on. Hallelujah. I'm trying to find it here in my notes. Let's go to the message. What think ye of Christ? What think ye of Christ? Who is Christ really? What is he really? Hallelujah. What is he to the believer? Uh, I, forgot, I think I forgot to write these, these quotations down to put them close so that I won't waste more time. Okay. Now let's, um, let's skip that and go to the, 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 imperson, the impersonification of of Christianity. Yeah, the impersonation of Christianity. It says here, I was amazed here some time ago. I'm about to finish already. Yeah, I, I was amazed here some time ago in Illinois, this is Chicago, going, going through a little place and there was a museum. I was looking through it. I seen an old colored man. He, this is another forefather of ours. You see, it seems as though these black people, they know the mystery that is behind the blood. That is why I'm not shocked to see you sitting here saying amen when we speak of the blood. Besides, it is the motto of every African country to say that the liberation struggle, the liberation of Africa 
It came through the blood. Back home we say in Yikaino, the Europa, meaning this land was was gotten, was put by blood. We have always we've always known the mystery behind the blood. Now this is a colored man. Another one of our forefathers there. He had just some little white trim of hair. He was walking through the the place uh, looking around. And there once at once he stopped. His eyes looked over again and started weeping. He wept for a few moments. Okay, can you hold on? Let me just read through. He wept for a few moments. Then I see him bow his head and begin offering prayer. Watched him for a little while. Thought, what shocked that old fellow? Well, I'll believe I'll find out. I looked over again and wiped his eyes. He's an old, real old. I said, how do you do, uncle? He looked over and said, how do you do? I said, I'm a minister of the gospel. And I would like to ask you, I saw praying. Why, where, why were you praying? I saw you praying. Why were you praying? Said, come here. I went over and looked. Said, look here. I said, what is that? What's, the, what's that? It's a dress. He said, but that stain there on the blood of is the blood of Abraham Lincoln. Mm. He said, white man, there is still a mark around my waist. Mm. Here where the slave belt one was one time. He said, that blood taking the slave belt off of me, would Amen. it excite you? Paragraph 127, it says, if that would excite a colored man by, the prophet now is saying, if that would excite a colored man by taking a slave belt, what ought the blood of Jesus Christ do to a believer? Hallelujah. When a black man looked at the stain of blood, <inaudible> he wept bitter tears because it reminded him from way back when he was a slave. Hallelujah. You and I were once slaves, brother. We were slaves to generational spirits. We were slaves to failure. We were slaves to depression. We were slaves to different things. But oh, thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ, the five-star general, hallelujah, who fought for our freedom. If the blood of Abraham Lincoln was powerful enough to bring tears to an old man, because it reminded him back where he came from. What more does the blood of Jesus Christ want to do to you tonight? It ought to make you stand up from your seat. It ought to make you jump around. It ought to make you walk rejoicing. Because that blood, it brought about your jubilee. That blood, it brought about your redemption. That blood, it brought about your freedom. Hallelujah, if you have freedom tonight, it is because of that blood. Praise God for the blood. Praise God for the blood. We are grateful for the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. It says now when you can pass the bar room, the gambling hall, the things of the world, and you know you are free. Your heart beating in line with God's word, knowing that someday you are going home. Would it excite anyone? It's an excitable thing. My brother, I used to be a drunkard. I used to follow after girls in the world. I, I always tell them that I used to have a girl for every week. I used to, 
do all these things. Hallelujah, praise God. I used to love Jay-Z so much. I used to love Kanye West and them. But something happened. Something transpired. There was an interest. Where was that interest? It was in my blood. But it came a time where there was supposed to be a blood transfusion. That is why without the blood, there is no remission of sins. Without the blood of the Lamb, you and I are doomed. Without the blood of Christ, we are doomed pastors. We cannot let go of pornography. We cannot let go of worldly parties. We cannot let go of fears and things because the desire of those things is veiled in your blood. But when that blood comes down, when that blood cell is broken, it is applied on the life of a believer that desire and that thirst for drinking beer it disappears right now there is nothing that disgusts me I even feel like vomiting when I walk past a bar that smell of beer it makes me want to vomit but there was one time when I would crave for beer what happened the blood was applied the blood was applied hallelujah the blood was applied you can apply the blood tonight. You can apply the blood. You can apply the life that saw with the life of God upon your life. And that desire, my brother, it will leave you. That desire, it will go. You want to do right. You want to live right. But you have no power. Why don't you have power? Because the blood is still sealed. The blood hasn't been broken yet. But if it is broken in your life, you are going to be changed. If it is broken in your life, bye bye to generational spirits, bye bye to evil dreams, bye bye to depression, bye bye to rejection. If that blood is applied, hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That is why you believe you are only safe. Under the blood, run to the blood, run to the blood, run to the blood, my brother. There is an avenger of blood. He is an avenger of blood. He is looking for you to make you pay for what your father or your grandfather did to make you pay for sins that you did not partake but praise God there is that city of refuge it is under the blood it's under the blood of the Lamb when you are under the blood the devil cannot claim you when you are under the blood the dead angel shall pass that's why when I see the blood I will pass over you that's why when I see that blood hallelujah praise God I will shout redeemed. I will shout redeemed. That's why Job, Job, when he was when he was with leprosy, sitting on the ash heap, hallelujah, his fingers falling off. The prophet says he was a prophet. He saw from afar off something that was flowing and it was red in color. And it was red in color. And there in that blood, he saw his name 
represents life. And the life that was in Job was the life of God. So that life, that signature of his name was there in the DNA of God. So when he saw that great substance flowing down on Calvary, oh, hallelujah, it excited him. And he jumped on his feet. And he said, even though skin worms after this body, they devour me. But yet in this flesh, I shall see him. Because surely my redeemer lives. Not he lives. Not he lives. Not he lives. But he lives. He lives means there is a possibility that he can die. But he liveth is perpetual, meaning forever. So Job did not only see the death, Job saw the resurrection, Job saw the life that could not be buried. He saw the life that went down into the pit of hell and said, Satan, give me the keys. And said, Satan, give me the keys. It was the life, the life of God shall never lose its power. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. This is my last quotation. Then we close. This one, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to paraphrase for you. And I'll just read just a few portions. Now the prophet, one day, he went into a restaurant. In that restaurant, he saw an old woman. This old woman was, had a painted face. She was all that you can call Jezebel. I even her perfume, it smelled like Jezebel. If you have noticed, if you have noticed, these women of the night, they use the same perfume. Do you know why? Do you know why they use the same perfume? Right, when you smoke a cigarette, you are taking in its air, huh? its air. But that air, when they want to taste, to test, to see if you have taken drugs, what do they do? They take a sample of your blood. That is why these women, they use the same perfume. They put the revelation. That's that smell. It goes in and confuses the blood. Because that's what happens. Your blood gets confused. Then you see them very beautiful. But if you see her in the morning, you ask yourself, why was I thinking she was beautiful? It's because at that very moment, the smell, it confused your blood. Because it goes and confuses the blood. That is why even Solomon says this woman, this harlot, she buys an expensive perfume and goes and puts on a linen. Because the moment that you enter there, you are confused. This is not where my message is. But I just thought I should tell you. So this woman had a perfume of some certain scent. That was confusing the blood of many people that were there. There was a cop down there who was left around a young woman and they were kissing and, and, and petting each other and making love in the restaurant. What a sorry sight. What a sorry sight. Now the prophet says here, 
Ah, and then when the prophet saw him, saw him he started condemning him. Ah, God, can you just wipe me off the face of the earth? Ah, we are tired of such things. They spoil our children. That's the attitude of many believers tonight. If your heart is not converted, and if you have not met Christ, that's why you are so quick to judge another pastor. That's why you are so quick to persecute another elect. It's because you have not yet heard the experience that the prophet had. And after he was doing all that, he says now, and the Lord called me behind the door and I saw a vision. I saw the world and it's turning. And I saw that my sins, hold on, and I saw that my sins and other sins was going. I thought, God, why don't you just blow the place up? I, I, how can you stand it? But, it's, but then I seen around the world was a crimson stream. I seen the Lord Jesus Christ standing there in all, all of his pity as he was looking down upon the earth. And I seen my sins as they went up to him. But his blood acted like a bumper before God. They could not come to him. I seen every time I'll do anything wrong, his blood would stand between me and the judgments of God. And I walked up to him and I said, Lord, in the vision, is my sins doing that? I said, then forgive me, God. I didn't mean to do it. He stuck his hand in my sight and reached, uh, and reached over and got a little book uh, in the side and reached over and got a little book and that name was, and my name was written on all full of the sin and, wrote, and he wrote pardoned across it and threw it back behind him in the sea of forgetfulness. He said, I now forgive you for your sins, but what are you saying about that woman? When that vision came out, I went down and sat with her and I said, lady, was you ever a Christian? She said, why are you asking me for that? And I began to speak to her. And she told me a broken story of how some things come up in the church. You see, the prophet was quick to judge. He did not know what put that woman in that condition. But upon talking to him, then he realized what happened. Pastor, I think uh, I hope I'm still on time. I'm left with 10 minutes. I'm about to finish. Now, I'm going to jump. She had taken the wrong road. She had two daughters, and they were nice ladies. And now, and how she was, uh, this is paragraph 24 that I'm reading in the message, Azusa Jubilee, 56, uh, 0916. You will go and read it back at home, huh? And now, and how there was with those two drunken men that afternoon, I told her what the Lord Jesus had showed me, and he still loved her, and I reached across the table, caught her by the hands. I said, lady, I don't care what you have done. Christ still loves you. Right out of from behind that table, she went in the middle of the floor. The cop took off his hat and then all the rest of them. And when they, and, and we had an old-fashioned prayer meeting there and she was liberated and brought back to Christ. It's a jubilee, friends. The jubilee is on. It's time for men and, and women to come back to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. The prophet saw his sins. He thought that he was so holy. He thought he was holier than thou. But he sinned even the smallest of sins that he had done. They were causing the world to shake. And the, and the wrath of God was coming down. But they, thank God, there was that blood. There was that split atom. There was that split atom. There was that broken blood cell that was there making intercession. Hallelujah. When God wanted to see his sin, he could not see them. All he could see was blood. The prophet explains when you take red, your sins are red as crimson. And the blood of Jesus Christ that is red. Red cancels red. And it becomes white. So all the sins of the prophet were forgiven because of the blood. Hallelujah, because of the blood. 
God that woman, no matter what you have done, my brother, I don't care what you have done. I don't care what you have been through. Even if right now you are coming from a doubter, I don't care. There is the blood, the blood of Christ, not the blood of bulls and goats that can only cover sin, but the blood that can blot out sin. And you will not only write pardon, but you take that book and throw it in the sea of forgetfulness, which is the blood, which means it's never to be remembered. It means that you have never done it in the first place. You have never lied. That's that power of the blood. Hallelujah, where is the blood applied? The blood is applied at the altar. That's why that woman had to run and make an altar for herself in the middle of the floor and give their blood to their life to Christ and that blood was applied my brother there is still room on the altar there is still room on the altar tonight for you to come with your sins for you to come with your lies for you to come with your mistakes and apply the blood and apply the blood not only for you but also for your children not only for your children but also for your mother also for your father also for your long lost brother there is room on the altar if you only say Lord I'm coming home Lord I've sinned but never more to Rome I want the blood applied there is room on the altar oh hallelujah praise God the prophet in the message the feast of trumpets paragraph 183 he says the blood perfects the bride the blood perfects the bride then you have some people Telling you contradicting Ephesians 11, Ephesians 4 11. Ah, when they contradict and say, ah, the fivefold ministry does not perfect the blood. And they quote this and say it is the blood that perfects the bride. But who administers the blood? The blood? Back in the Old Testament, it was the priest. You would not administer your own blood. It was the priest who would come and administer the blood. My brother, when the fivefold ministry stands at the pulpit to preach the word, what are they doing? They are administering the blood. What are they doing? They are administering the life, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, not their own life. That's why we don't preach our own message. That's why we preach the Bible. For this is the life. Hallelujah, praise God. May we stand up on our feet. May we stand up on our feet. I'm done. I am finished. Hallelujah, as the Lord said. On the cross of Calvary, when that blood was spilled, he cried, it is finished. When the blood is applied, it is finished. It is finished. You are no longer chained by circumstances. You are no longer chained by poverty. You are no longer chained by failure in school. You are no longer chained by children that are being a problem. Hallelujah. There is room on the altar. Why don't you come, my brother? Why don't you come, my sister, and apply the blood? Why don't you come and apply the blood? Because on the altar, that is where the blood is applied. On the altar, that's where the blood is applied. On the altar, that's where lies are done with. On the altar, that's when sin is done away with. On the altar, run to the altar. Run to the altar. That's the only place. 
place you are safe. That's the only place you are safe. God bless you. God bless you. Apply the token. Apply the blood. It's not too late. It's, it's not too late. It's not too late. The blood is still wet. On the seat of atonement. The blood is still there. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah.